0: Colson, I don't know. So I don't know if I told you this before, but my clicky keyboard that has been uh, banned uh, from from use during the podcast mm-hmm. is uh, a little under the weather right now.
1: What do you mean it's under it's the like, weather? I mean
0: it, it was it's been banned. Are you still using it? I can't use it right now because the the keyboard's fine except for one part. It's a single key does not work, and it's the tab key. Mm. and i use the tab key far too much yeah i can't unusable i can't work around the tab that. key it is it is unusable so um i'm, I'm working with their support team i'm hoping <laughs> they're they're gonna you know it's like under warranty they should they should send me a a, a new one
1: well, you want them um, to send you a new loud ass clicky keyboard yes yeah, I, big... I don't i do I I paid them for the, you know, keyboard. No, but you say, hey, look, the tab button on work, I need you to send me the silent keyboard version of this.
2: But but, but no, 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 no. Work is unfulfilling without a loud keyboard. (laughs) Okay. The only way that I know I'm getting things done is the clickety-clack of the typewriter keyboard
1: okay that's fair that's fair and people in the other room know you're working too oh sure exactly oh he must be doing something he's not just taking a nap in the other room yeah
2: i've had employees infer that i am upset by the way that i type
1: Mm, i think that's probably very fair
2: (laughs) it's not
1: at all it's just how i type very angrily on
2: your exactly they just think i'm super pissed off all the time i'm just a loud typer makes me feel good it's fulfilling
1: now, Joe, do you have do you have a uh, like a SpongeBob uh soft <laughs> keyboard? It's or do you it, just not? I don't. Do you just not type when you're on the pod now?
0: No, uh, no. So I, I, uh, I just I got the implant. You know, it's Bluetooth up into, into my mind, <laughs> just
1: straight you know to your brain. Thank you. Yeah. thanks, Elon. I mean, we, ha- we had a problem, and you solved it. We appreciate. That. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> got the no, implant. I I've been DMing Musk and, you know, he's said, you know, just don't talk to... If the FDA calls, do not answer them. Yeah, yeah it's so. fine.
2: One one copy to the computer, one copy to the NSA. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm assuming the NSA will, will pipe those over to the, the National Archives. I don't know how that works, but...
2: Well, I mean, when important things like this podcast are happening, you can only assume that's
0: the case. <laughs> yes. So, I'm assuming it's all they're going to the put National those, Archives. I'm assuming the National Archives are going to have
1: our show, I guess on like on vinyl, right? Like yeah. Well, yeah, when they shoot when they shoot the bottle up into space with all of human knowledge on it, we are definitely <laughs> yeah, a part of yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, so where's the podcasting Hall of Fame?
1: It's a good question.
2: I don't think it's been started yet. I think we should probably get on that
1: we probably should at the very the least way. we can meet <laughs> our favorite
2: in. podcasters.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if uh, I'm, I'm sure the, the listeners don't know this, but the, the, uh, when you asked about the undebutables on chat, uh, was it chat TP? G, G, uh, chat Yeah. Chat TP. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it is. You leave me alone. It's the AI bot. You asked about the <laughs> undebutables and it said that it's Joey Gafrida, John Harper, Jason Triplett, and uh, another former host talk about NBA talk about the Indiana Pacers. I, I like, and not it wasn't even another host. It was another former, Another
2: host. former host. Yeah. No, we've been teasing you all week about how we fixed the, fixed the glitch. So.
1: I'm saying, did you did you guys did you guys just like feed it the former just so that I you would like secretly tell me that I've been fired?
2: Well, one of one of the whimsical things about Chad GPT is no matter how, how many times you tell it, it's wrong. It's Kamisus, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, also, my favorite thing is that it says that uh, uh, Joey's a music teacher and a, and a mm-hmm. famous musician, and that mm-hmm. Jason Triplett, also known as the doctor, is a lawyer, which yeah. is helpful. Yeah. yeah.
2: The JD, PhD. <laughs> Harper, what were you? Uh, I've got a secret Uh. Canadian family or something.
1: (laughs) Oh, you are a husband and a father for sure. He's a,
0: he's a writer and editor who has written for various publications, including ESPN.com and Slam Magazine. Whoa. He's also a husband and father.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm waiting for them royalties, ESPN.
1: Secret family. Love it. But they don't know who I am at all, so... When the AI comes for I am all of either, you, so. That's true. they don't know who any of us are. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Yeah. So uh, just prepare to.
1: Uh...
0: It'll be great. It'll be
1: perfect.
0: Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth. Wee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> with
0: the all. That <laughs> train is off the
2: track. <laughs> Who doesn't love the ballot
0: castle? <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to uh, just, Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash wash and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is April 23rd, 2023 and this is episode 647. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're just talking uh, NBA playoffs, I think it's in the air right now. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, he's a in house bartender and former Undebeatable host, mixing <laughs> up the drinks and the
1: crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out this week to uh, Ball Punches. Ball Punches, the official sponsor of the NBA. Ball
0: Punches. (laughs) From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper.
2: What is going on, fellas? Shouting out Timberwolves Wolves fans. Watched quite a bit of playoff basketball, and still the only game where I didn't get a refs you suck chant. Minneapolis, St. Paul.
1: Shout out, T-Wolves. All right. Nice, civilized midwestern
2: Also got a lot of calls in that game, but, you know, is what it is.
0: <laughs> cat or baby? We, oh, that's cat. <laughs> so it's post, uh, you know, once the sun goes down, you know, all, all the... Uh, 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 she pulls out all the stops, you know. She, so, she, you, she's been holding it all. The baby's been, uh, you know, awake all day, and she, she's been holding it in. Now that he's asleep, <laughs> light him up! Light him up! And sort of talk to each other. Mm, she wakes him up. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you that you can support us, the longest-running Patriots podcast, by heading over to Patreon dot com slash, undebatable's and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Members get access to our Slack, which uh, there's been a lot of playoff discussions. It's been kind of kind of fun. And um, I don't know. There's been a little bit of a uh, trash talking Kawhi and uh, Paul George. Some good, some good. I mean. It's implied, but yes, um, and then uh, some good some good articles
1: getting people posting up there. Uh, you know, and you could find all this stuff. All you got to do is give us uh, what is it, like a hundred bucks a month or something like that. <laughs> For a
0: hundred bucks a month, you will. I'm sure you'll give them a.
1: We'll give them admin to our Slack. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> They're now the CEO Coulson. of yeah. Undefeatables. You have God powers.
0: Colson will give you a guided tour of all, all the channels. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy as that, folks. All right. So, as we mentioned, it's uh, it's playoff time, of course, right now. Uh, springtime. And we want to look, starting in the Eastern Conference... Uh, f- and the 1-8 matchup, the Milwaukee Buckaroos are playing the Miami Heat. And the 8th seed is up
1: 2-1. to one. Colson, what happened? Well, a um, couple things happened. Um, Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. Uh, non-factor. Well, Next question. yeah, <laughs> Next absolutely. Question. Total
2: non-factor. What's up?
1: <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been playing. Uh, he fell and, and uh, hurt his his uh, lower back uh, in game one. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, if you don't listen to the pod or watch basketball, then you won't be hearing this. But um, he was an MVP <laughs> candidate <laughs> this season. It's an incisive, <laughs> incisive
2: analysis from Colson.
1: Um he's very important, uh, very important for the uh the Bucks and um but what I would say is that uh, the Heat were beating the snot out of the Bucks uh, when Giannis went down. Um I have watched a lot of basketball this week and um the Heat are one of the I think few teams that are playing playoff intensity basketball, uh playing with force and precision. Um, in a way that a lot of other teams aren't, and, and, and it's it's been it's been odd watching some of these games. The Heat look really good and dangerous, and I think the Bucks should be very afraid. I
2: think the Bucks probably are very afraid. Um, the status of Giannis and is a big question. Jimmy Butler goes down in Game Three with a what, what turns out to be a bruised glute. Word on the street is he could have come back if he needed to, but they won that game going away by 22 yeah. or whatever it was. So yeah. Miami's up, you know, 2-1. Um, but really all the Bucks have to do to take this series back is win game four. And they will have recaptured home court advantage. So if Giannis can play and is healthy in game four, that could arguably be the best game of the first round. Because I agree, Miami looks really tough right now. They are juiced. But the Bucks are just not the same team without the best player on the planet.
1: Oh well, I think that's totally fair. Um, I, they have a great supporting cast. I love Drew Holiday. I love Chris Middleton. Um, I like Joe Ingles, and I guess Grace and Allen is you know got distinguished temples. I don't know. Um, they're. I think my only issue with this team is that they've been sloppy, um, and they've been bullied. Uh, by this Miami team, and I just am a little worried. This is a team that won the championship just a couple years ago, and they look you know, they look like you're getting punked. So, I mean I know they won game two without Giannis. I know that. Uh, They won it at home. Um, But game three was, I thought, a wake-up call. Um, Another thing about this uh, Miami game is that they were up what, 28, 29, and uh, in like the fourth quarter, and uh, they still had um, Adebayo and um, uh, Victor Oladipo on the court. And Victor goes down with a, a knee injury, and it looks pretty ugly. So um, non-contact. Yeah, he just he just he went he went up for the ball, and just his knee went out from him, and he just slid underneath the basket, and it was seems scary, uh, especially with his knee history. Um, you know, if I'm, you know, I think uh, Eric Spolster is a, a very good coach, but I think you know maybe a guy that with a knee injury history, maybe who who's potentially your seventh man probably should not be playing heavy minutes at that point. So uh,
2: Vic is uh, not a huge part of what they do. I don't know that his playing I, or not uh, not playing is going to turn the tide uh, in this series either way. I don't know. I mean. We'll see.
1: We'll see.
2: Uh, better, better him than Jimmy Butts. Oh, for sure, for sure. I just, you know, w- without Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks just need a lot more stuff to go right. They, they, they need to be hitting more shots, yeah. uh, especially around the perimeter. You know, they need big games from. Uh, you know, Middleton is consistent and a good two way player, but they, they just, they need really good games from. You know Drew Holiday and you know uh, great rebounding from Bobby Portis and sometimes that's not even enough. So,
1: so much yeah. of their toughness
2: just revolves around Giannis and his ability to just be a monster.
1: Well, and I think I thought uh, you know as we look at this you know this team without Giannis, you know I think Brooke Lopez was a was a top three Defensive Player of the Year candidate. I think people consider Drew Holiday. Uh, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And, and, uh, you know, Chris Middleton, one of the premier uh, defensive, uh, you know, uh, wing defenders in the league. And without Giannis, they don't look that good. (laughs) I mean, they look fine. They're fine. But Giannis makes all of their jobs easier. It makes them all be able to press up, makes them all be able to be more aggressive because Giannis cleans up the mistakes. And when he's gone, they just look like, fine defenders instead of elite ones.
2: And that's very true. I mean, you know, of those guys, there's there's quite a few overrated defenders in there, but at the top of that list is probably Brook Lopez. Not because Brook is a bad defender. He's a very good post defender, but especially when you face him up against someone with of bio with elite quickness, laterally, vertically, um, it's just not a good matchup for him. And... Adebayo is so good when he's in his element and, and can really take advantage of space on the floor that it, it's just, it, it's not what that team was built to do. And, and Adekupo is the guy who cleans up those messes and without them, you know, they're in real trouble. I mean, like I said, all you have to do is win game four and this thing can swing back to you very quickly. You knew it was going to be hard to win game three in Miami with how hyped that crowd was going to be. At okay. least until halfway through the fourth quarter when they tri- when they went out the doors, but you know until then, <laughs> crowd was into
1: it. Well, and you know I, th- I I don't remember exactly, but I you know the most decisive uh, percentage on on wins outside of game seven, of course, because that 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 determines the series. But I think it's game five is the most deterministic. Whoever wins that one, game three is the second most, and game one's the third most. Um, game three game is a big seven? win. Yeah, Game Seven
2: uh, is the most deterministic. Yes, it
1: definitely determines all of it. It's uh, it's a hundred percent on that one. But I think Game Five um, and then Game Three, when a series is split one-one, is very determinative. So, um, you know, it was a big win for Miami. Um, still, a long series. You're right; they can write the ship. All the Bucks have to do is is tie this thing up in Game Four. What's what's Giannis looking like? Uh, he is day to day, I think. Okay. Probable From for time. game four, I think is what I saw. Okay. So,
2: in addition to the hundred percent game seven winners, game five is eighty two point eight, and game three seventy one point
1: eight. So, see there you go. I, I knew some stuff. I just didn't have the stats to back it up. But I'm not the stat guy. I'm the I'm the Monet guy. <laughs> 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 How brave of you to call yourself that!
0: <laughs> All right, looking at the other end of the, or I guess the the potential matchup for the the winners of of that ma- the matchup, the number four Cleveland Cavaliers playing the number five New York Knickerbockers, and again underdogs are up. This one three to one. New York is up. Uh, winning games 1, 3, and
1: 4. Joe, what's going on with your boys? Yeah, seriously,
2: dude.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that they're a team that is... I think they're just a team that is not ready for the spotlight today. I think they're a good... You know, this is a, a building year. Uh, this is going to be a... This is looking like it's going to be... Um, uh, a year where they learn a lot of things in potentially an early exit from the playoffs. That's what I'm seeing.
2: Sure is starting to look that way. I mean, I think if you told them that at the, you know, even at the beginning of the year, they'd have been disappointed after the Donovan Mitchell trade and before the playoffs. I think they'd have, you know, turned that into bulletin board material. I mean, you know, it's not like New York comes to the table with a ton of playoff experience here. That's sort of the confounding part about this. I mean, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson are the entirety of the playoff experience in this thing. Um, and, but New York has just looked like the the better team. It's tough. It's
1: tough. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right a little bit on the, on the playoff experience, but, uh, you know, the, this New York team did get, you know, into the first round and beat last couple of years. Um. Maybe not consecutively, but um, they they've been uh, they've lost before, uh, <laughs> and 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 I think the, the Cavs have looked really young. Like I mean, I, I think uh, you know Jared Allen and Mobley look unprepared for the moment. Uh, Garland's had uh, had a, a spectacular game too, um, and then you know has, has looked you know, he didn't look good in Game One, but it's looked fairly good in the rest of the series. Um, I just i'm just surprised by this i you know i'm you, you you know we've talked about this before they they um they have a top five offense, a top five, top five defense uh they should be doing something special here i think it speaks to the youth but i think it also speaks to their depth um they're relying an awful lot on karis lavert to do a lot of things and i love karis lavert he was a pacer um but we as Pacer fans know that if you rely on him to do a bunch of things, it is a, a diminishing return. Um, he's either hot or he's not. And, and, and uh, you know, in game two when they won, he was great. He's actually been pretty solid uh, in, in games three and four as well. But um, that's not what you need to rely on to win a playoff series. <laughs> so um, I think they need probably two more rotation players and a couple more years of seasoning. I'm surprised. I really liked the Cavs team going into this playoffs. I thought they could maybe even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, I was wrong.
2: I I mean, this thing is just a rock fight.
1: There has been at least one team
2: that didn't break 100 in every one of these games. And one game where nobody broke 100. That doesn't happen in the NPA. Cleveland threw up 79 points in game three.
1: I mean, do you do you want a fun stat about 79 points? There wasn't a single game in the entire season where any team didn't score at least 80 points all season long.
2: I mean, there were teams that flirted with that and a half. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you just can't stop into the playoffs and do that. And, you know, whatever. Donovan Mitchell is very good and, you know. Maybe Mobley hasn't been everything that you wanted him to be, but uh, he's shown real flashes, right? I mean, sure. certainly you want more, but the kid is just a ton of talent. In fact, Giannis Antetokounmpo, when asked about Mobley earlier this week, said that Mobley can be better than me. It's up to him. and, and, and yeah, that He is has just, all the tools. That is yeah. just a level of praise that, you know, very few people in the NBA can, can hope to get. Um, I, I agree. There's too much on Levert's plate here. Um, but you know, it's not like the, I, I didn't look at the Knicks as a super balanced team coming into this either. A lot of Jalen Brunson and a lot of Julius Randall, but you know, today they got, you know, big effort from RJ Barrett, uh, you know, Josh Hart has been excellent in this series.
1: He has been. I Julius Randall is man, a very imperfect star. I, I, watching him is is pretty frustrating, but Brunson kind of gets whatever he wants, which is you know pretty cool for the Knicks.
2: Uh, yeah, I Brunson doesn't get; he creates whatever yeah, he wants. I he mean, just the the, the, the guy totally
1: balls his way to everything.
2: And like six one, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's impressive to watch the guy work. He you knows where he wants to go. He always has a plan. He he's been really impressive in this series. I, he's been I, great. I really underrated this guy coming out of Dallas and and, and just how good he was going to be. He has been so special. And watching the him V. Mitchell thing has been fantastic to watch because they're two really fun players on opposite sides of the ball. This is still a fun series. I really, really hope the Cavs can claw their way back in. I really do. But, you know, (laughs) that New York crowd was too much for
1: them. Yeah, I wanted this one going seven. Um, And maybe it still will. But mm, we'll see. You
2: got you got to be able to throw up triple digits. You just got to be able to do it.
1: <laughs> the Cavs are having trouble doing that. Uh, when you're when, that, you, when, that you need, said, when you when you need when you need to shoot 25 times, it's probably not happening.
0: Moving on down the bracket, uh, the the uh, the Philly Brooklyn one uh, is done. so swept out uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving um, abandoned this team and uh, put them in this place. And now they are where they are, which is, you know, on a beach now on vacation.
1: Yeah, no, I, I you know, at the out, out post, uh, outing of this uh, show, I said uh, uh, ball punches. Uh, game three of this, uh, there was... Um, Semi-contact with some balls, and then some real contact with some balls, and uh, Harden got uh, ejected, but um, Embiid didn't. uh, Lots of ball punching going on this week. We'll talk more about it as we go further. Um, Even without Harden, and then Embiid missed uh, Game 4? Or he missed Game 3. He missed Game 4. I missed Game 4. Didn't matter. They're just a better team. didn't even kind of matter. Yeah yeah uh i thought no game one broke a hundred in one, that game. <laughs> game no one game had three it. game three was the one that that uh i thought the uh brooklyn had a chance at and they just fell apart down the stretch so uh yeah the, the, look they're rebuilding after they traded uh durant uh they've got a good piece in uh the bridges and uh you know uh we'll see where they They end up in a couple years, but this is this this team is was not actually um, good enough to be in this position. They were just riding off of a different team, so they were, you know, winding down
0: from uh, the talent that they had had before, and happened to, you know, the if the season was longer, they would have not been in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: yeah, Um, I you know, um, but I'm glad they were there instead of some trash team like the Wizards you know like this is fine here here Uh,
2: if you're the Bucks you just gotta be so annoyed (laughs) right I mean not every three team draws a six like a demolished Brooklyn Nets team I mean you can't get
1: luckier than that
2: Philly really didn't look that up. I mean, they swept this series, but
1: on some level, they also didn't look up to the task. They didn't look that good. Yeah, you're right. The rest
2: is the rest is going to be a huge deal for them, especially for Embiid. We'll see what happens, I guess. But, you know, they, they weren't super dominant. I mean, they were barely breaking 100 most of this series, so...
0: The last Eastern Conference matchup, the number two-seeded Boston Celtics up two games to one over the seventh-seeded Atlanta Hawks. I'll be honest with you. I was uh, I was surprised to see Atlanta take one. Game four, they're playing as, as we speak, but um, I don't know. I thought Boston was going to be uh, a closer to a sweep, but... Cool. so what do you think about this this series?
1: Yeah, no, I, you're completely right. I um, <laughs> the Hawks just went bananas. They put up 130 points. Yeah, um, and and you know the Celtics are considered one of the better defending teams in the in the NBA, and um, you know um, their backcourt, uh, Trey Young and and Murray, were just kind of able to score at will. and and you know. Y- I don't know. I you know. I, I I feel like this is one of those games where um, the the difference was going to be three point shooting, but it was actually just rebounding. Um, you know, and it didn't it didn't earn the Hawks a ton of extra possessions, but um, they kind of controlled the paint or the you know the glass. And I, I don't know. I, I think this we we're. we're Currently watching um, the Celtics beat up on the Hawks in Game 4. Uh, it's not out of... Yeah, it's pretty much out of range at this point. Um, so, looks like the Celtics are going to win Game 4. And this should have been a sweep. Uh, but, you know, the Hawks got got it done. So, good on them. Um, Boston's way better. Took their eye off the ball slightly. But this is, this is a wrap. Boston's got a real chance to go to... The finals, because you know, uh, I think I think Philly looks imperfect. I think <clears throat> um, Milwaukee has looked more imperfect than I thought. Well, of course, without Giannis, but um, even his supporting cast has looked shakier than I thought. And outside of Miami, I don't see anybody stepping in the way of the Celtics going to the finals at this point.
2: It's hard to win on the road in the NBA, especially in the playoffs. I'm glad Atlanta got one.
1: Okay, you know it's a good town. Go Atlanta. It is a good town. It is a good town.
2: I, I I think the I think the Boston should definitely take to heart the fact that they're getting out rebounded by five guys on the other team. They don't have an elite rebounder on that team, and there are real contenders that they will be facing very soon that have super elite rebounders, and they have better in get it together in Philly
1: and in Milwaukee. Yeah.
2: And Jason Tatum leading your team with ten rebounds is not what you need to win a series.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. they better they they better get some guys out there who who are going to go crash them boards.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, we finished the Eastern Conference, and I think it's about time to take a little bit of time out for a step of the week.
1: Step of the week.
0: So this week we are mostly going to be talking about a player who's not in the playoffs James Johnson who was uh, clearly wanted by the Pacers and uh, dropped him due to waived him during the trade to make room for uh, some of the new players that were coming in and um, it was a temporary move and they immediately reassigned him as soon as they could because they wanted him around And apparently, one of the reasons they wanted around is because he is uh, feared around the league. So you're
1: saying they wanted him back because they're afraid of him?
0: Well, (laughs) you know, if you if there's somebody out there that you're scared of, you can either you know have him on your team or you can have him on somebody else's team. So I don't know. I mean. You've told me repeatedly, like you don't like Harper, but you're scared of him, and you don't want him
1: podcasting somewhere else. Sure, yeah. And Keep here it... I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep the people you're terrified of closer, and that's always been the saying. Nailed it. Something like that.
0: But James Johnson, there was a there was an anonymous poll set out, uh, and it was a hundred like 108 players uh, across the NBA. And one of the questions that was asked, it was fr- uh, from the, the Athletic, and one of the questions was, who in the league would you le- uh, least like to fight? And uh, James Johnson <laughs> earned 41.1% of the 90 votes submitted. So, uh, you know, yeah, the, the guy at the end of the Pacers bench is <laughs> the most feared man in the league. Didn't see a lot uh, of minutes this is, year.
1: Didn't matter, huh?
0: Yeah, he's six seven two forty. He has a black belt in karate, and he's said to have a kickboxing record of twenty and zero. Also, his nickname is Bloodsport. So I don't know. I feel like
2: doesn't really sound like a guy you want to mix it up with.
0: I mean, yeah, it's like you know, if it's uh, if he earned that nickname, you know. Let's we'll maybe stay away.
2: You think he's in the in the locker room with doing the splits on two chairs like Jean Claude Van Damme?
0: <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> I would Let's hope he would not. be doing that. <laughs> I would be. I would hoping he'd be doing that in the opposing team's locker
1: room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, so you right. just walk into yeah. your locker room and you just see Jim. And they yeah. just go, "Oh, oh okay. yeah, we're yeah. no." So, um, 90, 90 people voting on this is like, I don't know, like a fifth of the league. Like, that's a pretty big percentage. It's yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Now, we don't know who they are. They they made it anonymous on purpose.
1: But it seems like at least around half of them are af- afraid of, of James Johnson. And they didn't, like, put out, like, are you afraid of this guy, this guy, this guy. They just, like, you could, it was a write-in candidate, right? Like, that's right, how yeah. much he's feared.
2: I, I think I didn't check the methodology that closely, but yeah, that yeah. seems
0: right. They the other, uh, let's see. So the the second one. Uh, was uh, uh, Stephen Adams? Then I think that's I think
1: that's very fair as
0: well.
2: Isn't he yeah. from like a weird island country? Yeah, you don't mess with those. Uh, dudes. I think
0: he's New Zealand. I think, and, and that's a weird island country. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is an island country. Um, yeah, I mean, he probably grew up fighting hobbits and stuff, like mm-hmm. you know, like... <laughs> Kicking he was hobbits.
2: eating eating hobbits, <laughs> eating Fight, hobbits, fighting eating orcs. orcs.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but one, one player says he loves to wrestle. Hmm.
1: So. Anyway. Well, this is this is awesome. Um, so. Do we, do we remember how uh, old uh, James Jones is? He's like 38, something like that. 30. He goes by James Johnson now. Usually. And Oh, I'm sorry. James Jones is, is, I think, probably also like 38, 39. Maybe he's in his 40s now. I think, I think James Jones is older.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I want to say 35. Oh, is yeah,
1: he's,
2: 36.
0: he's 36. He's 36? Okay. James Johnson's 36. All right. <clears throat> and maybe maybe one of the reasons he's so feared is also because he's from Cheyenne,
1: Wyoming. Mm, you know what? I've been to Cheyenne. You don't mess with those guys. Any of them. Yeah. yeah. Either of them? No. <laughs> no, there's like 12 people there. Okay. Fair enough. You don't mess with them. Well,
0: there take... used to be more, and then some guy named Bloodsport showed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he kicked them all, ate them all, and then, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, do we resign this guy next year too? Like, we just we just want to have like the most feared guy on the in the NBA on our team.
2: I would love to keep him in our system, but we have so many draft picks.
1: Yeah, we do. We have a lot of draft picks. Uh, stay tuned to the to the end for our draft pick talk. <laughs> what what do they call that in the biz? A stinger. And that's not a stinger. Okay. I
0: don't think. I don't know if you're capable of doing a stinger.
1: Hey, look! You have to stay to the bitter end and go through all these um, advertisements to get to the. They're just gonna fa- <laughs> for the for the
0: for the folks that are thinking about like, listen, I gotta know what they're thinking about these draft picks. They're just gonna fast forward to the end. You can't stop them. No, what are you gonna do? Uh,
1: wait, it's like a it's like a post credit scene on our show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah hmm
1: That's a stinger. Leave me alone. All right. All right,
0: before we get into the Western Conference, I did want to bring up uh, some a little more stats. This is uh, an unofficial stat of the week, but it's, it's exclusively stats. So this is not... That's not material for stat of the week, you know? So the basketball reference uh, runs... Uh, uh, playoff probabilities, championship probabilities. And right now, the team leading, and this is, I think they probably ran it last on Friday, uh, would be my guess, um, or maybe even yesterday. But uh, the number one team projected to win the finals is the Boston Celtics with almost 28%.
1: Mm.
0: The team behind them would be the 76ers. Fourteen percent, and then the third team would be the Denver Nuggets at twelve percent odds to win the championship. Boo! And then the actually the only other team in double digits would be the the Cavs at ten <laughs> yeah. percent, but they're only four. But they're only forty percent to get out of the first round.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Not looking, so, not looking very so, good as of tonight. Yeah, no, it's not
1: looking great. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe, I I think that uh, you know I had my questions about the Nuggets before this playoff started. I thought you know maybe the Timberwolves would be frisky and and uh, I think uh, the Nuggets have looked like one of the more complete teams in the, in this playoffs, buddy. I don't I don't understand well, how they're twelve percent.
0: I mean, really, what I'm seeing out of out of Basketball Reference is is a, a heavy weight towards the Eastern Conference. Um, there's not much uh, love being given to anybody in the Western Conference right now. I'm
2: a either. little surprised that Phoenix has not showed up stronger in that. That would be a really nice dark horse bet if you've got a little bit of money that you'd love to give them. Yeah,
0: they're, they're at 6.5% for for the championship. They
2: have got so. some horses in the stable.
1: They have four horses in the stable. And uh, and maybe, I mean, you could call Tory Craig uh, half a horse. Um, I, I just... I worry about their depth. You saying he's half-ass? No, no. I mean, Ew. I guess I am saying that. Um, I, I I think my main concern is that they're playing Booker and Durant, and and like a fifty-year-old Chris Paul, like forty minutes a night, like. Uh,
0: Let's wait on let's wait on the yeah. uh, the analysis on those, but I do want to talk about the one eight matchup first. Yep.
2: If that's oh. your concern, you should probably be more concerned that Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic have the biggest jump from regular season to postseason scoring in like the history of the NBA. Oh nice. Okay. They're so right. reliant on those guys. All
0: right, one eight. Well, it's working. They're up three oh right now, mm-hmm. and uh Denver is very much in control. Uh, of this series, uh, the games have been mildly competitive, but uh, Denver is a better team here. I mean, harvard do you, do you see a path for Minnesota to what what can they take away from this series? Yeah,
2: I mean, all they need is Anthony Edwards to score like forty. A, get, oh wait, he's doing that, and they're down three nil. That no. is a bummer. Uh, Anthony Edwards be to
1: be the the first team to come back from a. 3-0 deficit in NBA playoff history?
2: I mean, no, no, no. I, I mean, clearly it's not going to happen, right? I mean, <laughs> look, we we should take this opportunity to give Anthony Edwards his, his props, man. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, it, what he's doing is absolutely historic. There's like, I, I, I can't remember what the stats are now, but it's like the most scorings, it's like besides like LeBron and uh, Kobe at Kobe, his age, yeah. Yeah. like uh, the dude's just absolutely tearing it up out there. Uh and and his team is nowhere to be found. Uh Yeah,
0: but Dylan Brooks would just shut him down. So I mean, he
2: told him to at least uh 39 and a half that would be.
1: <laughs> because he if did. he scored over 40, it would be a problem. But yeah. Then you just dick punch people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I Look. This team's construction never made any sense to me. I thought it was great that they got Mike Conley. Somehow that made slightly more sense to me. But this whole Twin Tower experiment was not the right play. It just was not the right play. And they gave up so much to do it.
1: So much. Their
2: entire future. The good, well, not their entire future. I mean, the good news is that I don't think most people even people living in Minnesota understands how good Anthony Edwards is and can become. This kid is so so damn special. He's going to be a monster going forward. They need to reconstruct that team around him. It sucks they gave up all those draft
1: picks. It a really lot. it was four, really is hurtful. Four first rounds and a couple swaps, is that what it was? And and and, and yeah.
2: Mm. Talent around it, it's a mess. But Anthony Edwards is awesome. There's a real silver lining here. Winning a one-night matchup was always going to be tough. They didn't perform well enough in the regular season to deserve to advance past here. Anthony Edwards is doing his part. I keep hoping Big Cat is going to be better. I, At this point, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, it was a game three. He put up like 27. I uh, did his job. And then Gobert put up like 18 and 10. And um, Anthony Edwards put up like his forty, and you're like, okay, this is this is the best case scenario, right? This is what yeah, we're they, asking. They're
2: maximizing their talent right
1: now, and they still lost. And you're like, yeah. okay, well, there you go. Um, yeah, I think you gotta look at. I mean, I don't think you can get anything for Gobert. Um, I, I think he's a sunk cost. I think you gotta this off season or next season trade big cat and see what you get for him, right? I mean, th- this is this is bad. This is bad news.
2: Well, as as, as for, we what speak do you, What do you give for Gobert? Game four tips off. We'll see. Go, go I mean, just Gobert's contract is a mess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And they spent so much money on them. that's what I mean about sunk cost. Like, you can't get four draft picks for Gobert right now at that point. So um You can't get four second rounders for him? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not after Ooh. he hit his
2: teammate on national TV. It does not help.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You better be Oof. playing pretty damn well before you start hitting your teammates. And he's not playing that
1: well. How well do you have to play? To-
2: really damn well.
1: Uh, Draymond yeah. Green well, I guess. Because you can hit pool <laughs> and then just keep playing.
2: Well, but I, he didn't he got do that. He suspended
1: for a little bit.
2: At the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, if he'd have done that yesterday, he probably it would have been it. tougher. You got to play Anthony Edwards' game. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Anthony Edwards okay. could pop, go bare in the face, and would not miss a game.
1: I think most of the team would probably cheer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colson,
0: I know this one's got you wound up. The four, five. Uh, Suns-Clippers matchup. You said Chris Paul is 50 and is... You know, do something's
1: working. Well, no. So, I guess my point... What I'm excited about uh, for this uh, series um, is that... Um, so, the Clippers are down 3-1. Um, I... Uh, They went ahead and split uh, in Phoenix, um, and uh, they're without Paul George, of course, uh, but they had a healthy Kawhi Leonard, and um, looking great. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, in in the first half of Game 2, looked like the best player on the planet. He was doing whatever he wanted to do offensively and defensively, just ripping it away from KD, um, just creating havoc, scoring at will. Um, they end up losing that game, uh, but you leave that you know leave Phoenix with a split. You're feeling great, and then um, Kawhi Leonard's unavailable for Game Three and Game Four. Uh, sore knee, I guess. Um, are I don't you, wanna... are you supposed to do load management in the playoffs? Is that a thing? Well, so this is my this is my thing, right? He only played like two thirds of the season, so he could be ready for the playoffs, and then mm. now he's. Basically, only playing half the games in the playoffs. I look. I don't want to talk about a guy's pain tolerance or his injuries like that. Wh- whatever, he can be hurt, but this seemed an awful lot like. Uh, what's what's uh, what's the German word for this? <laughs> Schadenfreude, maybe. Is that where I take joy in other people's pain? That's yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. This seemed it seemed like a perfect thing for uh for Kawhi to do is to to load manage uh pivotal game 3 and 4 at, at home. Um the the exciting part I think that came out of uh him resting is that Russell Westbrook went bananas and looks like the old Russell Westbrook. He's just he's all over the floor. He's doing everything he wants. He's, he's attacking run down blocks. Yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's giving triple doubles. He's like, he's
2: trying and stuff.
1: He's he's playing defense and stuff. He's trying and stuff. Like he's actually giving Durant trouble on the defensive end. Like he's been, he's been good. He's been really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, this thing's, this thing's out of reach unless Kawhi Leonard comes back from his load management and, uh, can steal a couple games here. Uh, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's just resting and he'll be back in Game 5.
2: I mean, it's impossible to say. It, if you're a Clippers fan and you know Paul George is out, the thing that you're asking of your superstar is go out there and play. If I haven't seen you go out there and limp and not be able to physically compete, that is one thing. We haven't seen that. His right. knee hurts. We don't know what that looks like. Right. The doctors are probably the people in charge, but... I haven't heard anything about structural damage, so... No,
1: no, no, no. It, it seems we like soreness, and... Well, you know, and, and what they said, you know, what they said about Giannis was if this was a game seven, he'd be there, you know. We aren't hearing anything like that about Kawhi. Just like, eh, nope, he's not playing. His knee hurts. It
2: just doesn't seem like them. that dude likes basketball.
1: Yeah, I think he'd be in the building, at least, right? <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes he's not. Yeah, I, I, this is, it's just, it's so frustrating if you're a Clippers fan. Um, I, and, and I was I was making a rant uh, before that about uh, Phoenix. I've been concerned about how thin they look. I mean, they, they, they're having trouble finding a sixth guy to play on this team right now. Um, and uh, can they win this series? Certainly. I think they will win this series, especially if Kawhi is going to continue to play every other game but um i I'm because i pick I even mentioned their name as a chance to win the finals um a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you can go you know two and a half months uh playing every other night without at least seven guys you know you got to have seven guys in the playoffs
2: uh, yeah they 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 had to put real minutes in for a dude named landale so have you ever yeah, heard I- of him? <laughs> no he was on the floor I was like who the f- is this dude I, they're not the deepest in the league but Devin Booker Chris Paul DeAndre Aiden Kevin Durant uh, <laughs> if, you, if they can get to winning time they sure have a lot of guys who can get the job done
1: yeah and as we've talked about I mean the the, the West is apparently wide open according to the to Vegas, according to the odds, and and you know, to the eye test, like, and yeah. and and all season, like all these teams played 500 basketball all year, so like, who knows? They 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 could put together, you know, all you got to do is win four games every series. It's possible. It just, I think it's gonna be a lot of wear and tear on these guys.
2: I will say for the Clippers, I really hope GMs are looking around the league and people who just want. The instant gratification of building the super team. I hope they're looking at the Nets. I hope they're looking at the Clippers. It's not a good thing for the NBA that this was going on to begin with. And the results that they've that that it has yielded in Dallas Mavericks now
1: mm-hmm.
2: has been so poor. I, I really hope the GMs just are learning from this because it or maybe I'm hoping that they don't, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> Unclear. It definitely doesn't work though.
0: All right, this is an interesting one. The 3-6 the matchup in the West. Sacramento Kings versus the Golden State Warriors tied up 2-2. Draymond Dreen, um, you know, it, this was not load management, anger management maybe? I don't know. He he, he got a game off for his uh, alter, I don't know, whatever that was.
1: Uh, he stomped on Sabonis' chest.
0: and Un- unsportsmanlike
1: contact would be the nice way to say that. He did stop on Sabonis' chest. What did we say last week? How long is it going to be before the two of them get in a fight? And I think the Harper said uh, Sabonis isn't going to want to do anything without the refs backing him up. You're right, though. Sabonis held on to Draymond's leg, pissed him off. Uh, Sabonis, or uh, Draymond went with an actual force, Ugh. stepped on his chest. Probably. I mean, it, oh, it was. Uh, it,
2: it's 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 honestly it's a little hard to tell. And I don't Sabonis, know. Maybe, maybe it, it didn't matter like if it had been a love tap. Sabonis was going to lay there for an hour and a half and, and
1: grab his sternum and all that stuff. Yeah. Huh. For sure, but uh, got uh, got Draymond sub- suspension. It uh, didn't matter. Warriors still win game three um, <laughs> without Draymond. <laughs> um, th- this is uh, and 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 Steph Curry was in fu mode uh he is he is so good. I, it, like I was trying to think as I was watching this game today, so we watched game four earlier today, I'm trying to think about how many just bloodless playoff snipers there are in the history of the game. like he just he's always ready for the moment and he if he smells he blood bloodless well, yeah, I mean he Cold he smells blood. He smells blood and he just goes after it. He's like a shark in the water. Like if So he's bloodless, but he wants blood. Yeah, that's why I mean, he that's needs what, blood. He's yeah, bloodless. He's a vampire. Exactly. Obviously. He needs blood. Okay. He smells blood so wh- and he goes after the blood. It's a mixed metaphor, what's Joey. This, leave me alone. <laughs> There's a shark and a vampire. What? I don't know. <laughs> and James Johnson was there with his name was Bloodsport. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but he's got to be one of the great uh, assassins uh, of all time, the Blood Assassin. I don't know. <laughs> Doris,
2: Doris Burke referred to him as underrated today. Steph Curry, first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy with the resume, greatest
1: shooter of all time, four rings,
2: unequivocally, without doubt. And she referred to him as potentially underrated. Wow! And it's not a crazy thing to say. The guy.
0: No, I mean that's what it's a I agree. <laughs> Are you- He, he he certainly can be still a, a liability on defense. You know that's that's where you know you can just go after him. You know we've seen it before, and um, but it, it but it takes the right team to you know to execute that. You know it, it depends on the the the, uh, the matchups there and the talent pool on the other side of that. You know you got to have the guards to do that.
2: Absolutely, and as poor as he is in the post or even in the open court. He's got super quick hands. He will turn you over.
1: Yeah. He has. he yeah, he steals a lot of basketballs. Mm-hmm. And deflects a lot more. And because
2: he's such a good shooter, people forget how good his finishing is around the rim. I don't know if there's a best fin- a better finisher. I mean, he's got so many shots around the rim that he can make go down that just don't make any that don't make any physical sense to me. The guy's a magician.
1: <laughs> well, and you know everybody talks about Kyrie as is, is, you know probably the best handles in the league. Steph Curry's got to be on that list, right? I mean, he's just he's fantastic. He just he just does kind of whatever he wants. I uh, brilliant player and doing and in his bag um, on in game three and in game four. Honestly, um, I I was very frustrated by game four, and I'm kind of mad at, at Mike Brown. Um, Their team is down one with 10 seconds to go. Uh, Coach of the year, Mike Brown, uh, draws up the play. We throw it to Fox, who is, you know, clutch player of the year. Um, dribbles around into, you know, he's double teamed. He dribbles around with two guys and then throws it to Harrison Barnes for a missed three. And, and uh, Sacramento... Misses a chance to steal a game and and, and really change this series. Um, I don't understand why you don't throw it to the post to Sabonis to get two points. You're only down one against. You know he's got five inches on Draymond Green. Now, granted, Draymond Green's a great defender, but Sabonis is the best passer on the team. Why not let him make that decision? Um, I was very confused by the entire thing, and um, I think they they missed a chance to. Maybe win this series. Um, Now, there's still a chance they do. It's it's tied 2-2. The Warriors have been bad on the road. Uh, Both teams have great home court advantage, so maybe this thing goes to Game 7, but I thought the Kings really missed a chance here in Game 4.
2: I certainly agree with that. I I don't know about posting up Sabonis. He has not had a good series. I mean,
1: in Game 3, he got
2: outplayed by Kevin Looney. I
1: I agree. You can't have
2: that. Kevin Looney ripped down 20 rebounds against the Kings. Can't You're not it.
1: wrong. You're not wrong.
2: I. They definitely needed something going towards the rip. There's no two ways about that. I, I don't understand how in love coaches. I, I understand why players are in love with the three. I don't understand why coaches are in love with the three. Get something going to the one.
1: rip. You're down one. You don't have to go for a three.
2: And and you can draw contact. There's yep. just a lot of ways to score once you get two feet in the paint. Anyway, mm-hmm. I. the reverse is also true. The Warriors had every chance to steal game one of this series. And had they done that, this thing looks very different too. Sure. Um, yes, the Warriors look susceptible here. They they look weak. Their their road play has not been good. But by even in this thing out, it's down to a three-game series.
1: They're yeah, really you dangerous. Kind of, yeah. You kind of got kind of, even Even if it goes, you know— uh, if Sacramento can win Game Five and Warriors win Game Six, you are going into Game Seven, even on the road, I, you got to give it to the experience, right? Like this is this is a very compelling series. It's the series I wanted to watch, and it's become that. The games have been close. Uh, if they haven't been close, they've been um, electric anyway, with just shot making and and you know three balls from forty feet. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just fun. Absolutely,
2: Darren Fox, great on him. What a coming out party for this kid. Super. He he'd had the stats all season, he really had. But Sabonis had also had these gaudy stats. Sabonis really hasn't been there in that way in this series. But Darren Fox not only been there for 48 minutes, but in crunch time. The guy has been shooting threes at a clip that you don't expect from him.
0: Mm -hmm. The
2: guy's just a monster. He's putting up that, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Ja Morant sort of playoff. CV right now. It's really impressive to watch, and the kid's going to be fun for a lot of years to come. So King, Kings fans should be excited.
1: Agree with that, and I also want to take a, a slight victory lap, uh, Harper. I think you said after Game 1 that Monk couldn't uh, replicate his 27 points at Game 1, and you were exactly correct. 32. He had a great game one. He had a great game You're exactly won. correct. But he's still been relevant in this series, and I, I thought he would be. Except for that he's,
2: game three where he scored.
1: Well, okay. The, game three was poor for a lot of people.
2: It but, was. Fair enough.
1: Uh, Fair. But, no, I think he's been relevant. He's been, he been He's somebody that gives the Warriors problems, and, and I think this is a really good spot for him, and I hope he, he's found a home here uh, in Sacramento. I,
2: I, I'll tell you, Harrison Barnes has had a good series for them.
1: Um, they've, they've got some uh, players on that team yeah Keegan, Keegan Murray Murray is you know he had a great finally came first along quarter. today yeah first came. quarter in the fourth uh, fourth game uh, but he's looked like a rookie uh, they uh, you know when you when you sort of project them forward and being relevant for the next few years you can imagine him getting better and stronger and more of an impact so good on them good on Sacramento All right,
0: last series is a contentious one. The uh, number seven, LA Lakers, up two games to one over the nut-punching Memphis Grizzlies, as Kings.
2: they've always been known.
0: <laughs> Harper, did you see this one? Uh, you know, game game four is tomorrow evening, Monday night. Um, with a with a hot 10 p.m. tip time for uh, the folks on the East Coast. But where do you see this one going, Harper? What do you think of the first three games?
2: Been a weird series.
0: <laughs> <Just> been, <laughs> that is true.
2: Just been a weird series. You got to love a little back and forth, you know, guys making noise. Dylan Brooks, man, though, I, you know. You can go out and poke the bear all you want, but you can't go out and punch him in the nuts.
1: <laughs> that is words to live by right there. Yeah. Poke the bear, but just don't punch him in the nuts.
2: And he did both, right? LeBron and AD are both looking very dangerous. Memphis had this unbelievable season, but especially down the stretch in these games, they are looking vulnerable. They they started to get some three three-pointers to go down, which is helpful. But LA just kind of looks like the better team right now.
1: Yeah, no, I think, you know, what was it? Uh, John Morant missed game two and the team won. Um, and uh, going back to LA, the uh, you knew the crowd was going to be crazy and John Morant came back and he'd, he'd messed up his hand. And... Uh, he looked unstoppable, you know. Um, first couple plays, he's he's kind of...
2: Yeah, yeah, some bad turnovers in there too. Bad
1: turnovers. And then he just caught fire, couldn't miss. He was just... He was as good as, you know, as I've seen him play on a huge stage on the road. And it didn't really matter because L.A. was already running away with this thing by the time he sort of showed up. Um, they scored... Uh, the Memphis scored nine points in the first quarter. To uh, the Lakers, like thirty-four or something like that. Yeah, and, they were
2: uh, rocking the the worst first quarter deficit in the history of the NBA playoffs. Always I what know. you're looking for.
1: Yeah, so it didn't go great. Uh, they, you know, like I said, uh, Dylan Brooks talked a lot of Yang about how LeBron James was old um, and he doesn't really worry about it until somebody hangs forty on him. And LeBron can't do that. Well, LeBron came out and he was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. He scored a quick 12 points in the first quarter and then didn't have to score 40 because his team was up uh, the, the entire game. Um, I, you know, watching LeBron, he, he takes a lot of plays off and maybe because this was a, a blowout, um, he seemed to kind of float. But when he wants to do stuff, he does it explosively and he's still really impactful. Um, I think he's got enough pieces around him to kind of take the, you know, the load off of him and, and allow him to work in those explosive modes. And if this was a you know a more a closer game, maybe he would have said, "I need to show Dylan Brooks what's what." But uh, instead, Dylan Brooks showed him where his balls were and, and got ejected. So,
2: if you're a Grizzlies fan. You can be as—I'm ex- sure you are very excited about the Jaron Jackson, Anthony Davis matchup going into this. If you're an LA fan, you were very confident who the better player was here. When a- when Anthony Davis is healthy, he's a top five player and
1: still. aggressive. Yeah,
2: the guy is a monster, and Jaron Jackson is has not been up to the task at all, at all. Anthony Davis has been way better. They're in real trouble.
1: They're in real trouble. Uh, Austin Reeves looks great. Hachimura looks great. He looked Rudy great. Rui Hachimura game. has
2: been better than most of the Grizzlies.
1: I agree. I agree. Without you can't have that. No, you do not want that. Um, and man, I uh, D'Angelo Russell is is just a take what you get if he's hot. He's just
2: a microwave, right? He's either on yeah. or he's off.
1: Man, when he's off, he's really... You got to sit him down, and and Mike, uh, not Mike Brown, uh, whoever the co- who's the coach for the Lakers? Darvin Ham. James Jones. Oh, James, no, James James Jones Jones. Ty and Lue. James. Uh, Ty I Lue. don't know. Shaq Vaughn. Yeah. Whoever. It, Darvin, Darvin Ham needs to to have a shorter chain on on on. Uh, Russell, in my mind, uh, he he was aggravated. I
2: actually. I actually don't agree with that. D'Angelo really? Russell is is a real player, man. When he's got it going, he can he can shred you. And yeah, Austin he can, Reeves has he had, had a good, but he also can series.
1: shoot you out of a game by making incredibly poor decisions. He did down the stretch of Game uh, Three.
2: And what was that score in Game
1: Three? <laughs> it got closer than it should have been. Is all I'm saying. Which is
2: a great opportunity to let him build some confidence because Game come game 4, they might just game plan Austin Reeves and if you think that Austin Reeves can 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 overcome a Memphis Grizzlies game plan, I'm a little nervous about that one. D'Angelo Russell maybe has the athleticism to do that. Austin Reeves is a is an effort and opportunity, opportunity player. D'Angelo Russell can make stuff happen, but you know, I, I look, I don't disagree with you. His decision making can be very questionable is poor is poor. It, it when he's on, he can change again. Sure. Yeah,
1: uh, he can hit from anywhere, but he can also shoot from anywhere even when he's not on. I want to say Austin Reeves uh, looks like me uh, when I graduated from college. There is There is No, no he mus- does not. There's no muscle there on that n- bone. He is. He is. He's like a buck thirty. Uh, and he's like, a foot taller than you, but other than okay, like, maybe maybe that that's true. But he, he just does not look like an athlete. He, it's just amazing. Yeah. He's so gifted. Um, he's a gifted shooter and a ball handler. But man, he does not look like an athlete. I,
2: look, I agree. I agree. I worth mentioning too. The, the Lakers still have guys in their stable that they haven't even broken out yet. Like I, I know Tristan Thompson is not a series changer. But he is a guy who can come out and works his butt off and can rip down 10 offensive boards. Mo Bamba I mean, he, is a real
0: he, player. Tristan Thompson, I think, you know, he's still he's building on his experience as a pacer, right? Like, That's well, exactly you know, what
1: If you'll recall, we traded him away after like three games because he was winning too much. So I think he's worth uh, worth putting on the floor if you need to. We were trying to tank and mm-hmm. he like came in and got like a bunch of rebounds and won us a game and we we're like, yeah, we can't have that. I said you got to go. <laughs> Bye. It's <laughs> nice. It's nice
2: to have options as a coach, and there's still a, a couple of cards left in the deck. So, for sure, like I said, I, I think Memphis is in real trouble in this one. I, I picked them to win this series, but I just w- when LeBron and AD are playing really well, uh, they're better than the guys who are just drawing at them.
1: This is crazy, though, that we could have a seven-two upset and. Um, potentially a six-three upset, um, in the West, Mm. and uh, a five-four upset in the East. Like that's there's not a lot of upsets in the or maybe a one-eight. Yes, also a (laughs) (laughs) one-eight. That's also (laughs) happening. Bear in the lead there, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is crazy. This is a normally the um. You know, there's usually one upset maybe or two, but like, you know, the NBA playoffs goes chock-a-lot. So this is, uh, especially in the first round. This is you say chock-a-lot? I love, uh, uh, who was in that? Look, give me a second. I got this. No, I don't. Nicolas Cage.
2: He's in everything. <laughs>
1: I
0: don't think that's true. It,
2: it speaks to the parody in the league. It really does. There's a, there's a lot of really good teams out there. And I mean, shit. Dallas Mavericks have Luka Doncic, a legitimate MVP candidate and couldn't even make the dance.
1: Johnny Depp was in it. Yeah, Nicholas Cage, same guy. Same thing, yeah.
2: It's to tell the difference.
1: I just, I just, I really like the idea of Nicolas Cage in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I, I thought I you were
2: going to sure. say you like the idea of Amber Heard shitting in Nicolas Cage's bed.
0: <laughs> also was a weird time.
1: <laughs> oh, um, Joe, go ahead, Joe.
0: No, 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 it's. You go.
1: Oh, I just wanted to, I, th- I think, uh, you know, we, we, we went ahead and, uh, you know, sent out a, um, a little trailer. What, what did we send out? A little, little something on, on the stinger we were going to put out. <laughs> I don't know how words work. Um, why don't I let you go first? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Joe.
0: I, I don't know where. I was going to wrap up the show. I know and I and, the, and what I'm saying is you're are, supposed to we're supposed
1: off. to go to the the stinger.
0: What's the, what's the stinger? It's the, again? it's
1: the, the 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 thing that happened with the Pacers draft pick. It's a big deal. Mm. That's what the the fans have oh, been yeah, waiting yeah. waiting for the entire show, buddy. Right.
0: Right right right. right. So yeah, so what what was the the deal with that? There was a
1: there was a tie. So- the Wizards were tied with the Pacers at the end of the season. Right. 7-8 uh, spot, and uh, the league had to flip a coin. And they the didn't Pacers have won to. The-
2: this is just the garbage rules that they came up with.
1: <laughs> and uh, the Pacers won the coin toss. So now uh, for the number one pick in the lottery, uh, the Pacers have 68 balls and the Wizards have 67. Suck it! Uh, Suck it, Wizards! <laughs> uh, no, this is actually... It's not just that, that uh, one ball percentage point, 6.7 versus 6.8. It's also a bigger deal as far as... Um, pacers now are locked into... Every, everybody in the lottery has a chance to get one through four. And if you don't get that, if you don't get into the, the first four, you're stuck in a window... Um, of your positioning. Um if we had stayed at the eighth spot we'd be stuck between eight and twelve with our picks. Um but because we're we we got the seventh pick because of the coin flip we're now stuck between seven and eleven. So so that is that's a it's a whole draft pick difference. Yeah, um, potentially
2: on how things shake out, that that is really good news. Deal. Yeah. The bad news is that we had three other tiebreakers and
1: Lost all of them.
2: Probabilistically, we lost all of the other three. But they're later in the first round. There's also some complexity in those. So, you know.
1: Yeah, so we got the 26th we'll find pick instead Draft of the Night, 25th basically. pick. You know, like there's there's a couple other things, right? And we, we may have lost the 30. The 31st pick is now the 32nd pick. Or it turned into the fifty-fifth. Well, but
2: it depends on how other teams draw in the exactly. water as well, right? There's just There's a, a, ton a ton of complexity. Of yeah. So, but
1: know, we lost the, all of the advantage on that as far as as the coin flips, correct?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we got the the coin flip that mattered the most. If you like, you literally would have traded all three of those for this, moving from eight mm-hmm. to seven. Is more important than moving from 27 to 28, 28, 29, 31 to 32, or whatever, right. whatever how it works out, right? Exactly. So it's we totally got the true. one that mattered the most. So as a Pacers fan, you should feel pretty good. Um, you know, if, if I were flipping the coin, if I were drawing the ball, somehow Washington would end up getting a top three pick and we would still get hosed in this and it wouldn't matter. But <laughs> uh, luckily, I'm not in charge of that.
1: Yeah, so just uh, uh, just a reminder. So if you're in the lottery, uh, everybody has a chance to get in the top four. Uh, but the the worst four teams in the league have um, a fourteen percent chance um, to get that. Actually, I think the fourth team has a twelve percent chance, but um, to get in that. Now, if you uh, if your ball drops in the lottery, so so right now we have a six point eight percent chance to get in that top uh, that top spot. But if we end in that top four, somebody in that top four gets kicked out, which and that can happen behind us or in front of us. That's why we um, have a range of seven through 11. Right. So if all of the the worst four teams get kicked out, which is not statistically very likely, but it's possible, um, you know, we would have to move back to the 11th spot. But if if all those people got kicked out, we'd most likely be in the top.
2: Five, yeah, so. that would be because yeah. we got it most likely. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So so anyway,
2: anyway, it's it's so fun hope for it's, that. It's,
1: yeah, yeah. Just know that you're not going to get the fifth or sixth pick, Pacer Nation. So if you're really looking for the fifth guy, for in the, A-Man the draft. Thompson's
2: brother, Osser. if that <laughs> if was who you really getting had him. your heart set on, we're <laughs> probably not getting him.
1: Um, I have started some. Uh, Cursory uh, work on the draft, and uh, uh, we will find out uh, May fifteenth what our actual draft pick is, and then I'll uh, I'll be able to lock down uh, who we're drafting. So, all right, so shout out Pacer
0: Nation. Well, you to go shout coin out flips, Pacer Nation. Yeah. This was, uh, I think the coin flips was an underrated part of our our strategy this season. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's
1: true.
2: I, I agree. We should have been using that from day one for Tyrese Halliburton load management. And we would, we'd be fifth instead of someone.
1: <laughs> cat. Well. Cat, not baby. That is a cat. I mean, if if it is the baby, uh, I don't think your wife should let your baby crawl around on on your desk at this hour. Look at that,
2: look
1: at
0: (laughs) that. No, Yancey is letting us know it is time to get out of here. We will be back with you next week. Until then, you can hit us up on the social medias. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. Facebook.com slash The Our website is The There's also a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message and email. Shout out at The And at the website slash store, you can buy yourself a
1: small t shirt. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sickburnard. Turn out the lights, a party, so. Uh, uh.
2: Whenever you don't attack me with your song, I feel like I must have done something good. So, I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) You're welcome.
2: No, you're welcome.
1: Wait. Wait. I'm confused, Joey. Yeah, I just, I basically, I just need all of you to approve of me. That's all I do. I just do this for approval. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a
2: deep
0: breath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
2: I just pulled the Pacers number one in the sim lottery. I just.
1: Ah, nice. Was it Yay. was it your first attempt, or did you do it until we got the number one? Okay. <laughs> um, no, I've been I've been looking. There's there's some there's some guys out there at seven, Dude, that I'm excited about.
2: And yeah. and guys at three and four,
1: <laughs> there are some guys. Although I don't really want to. I'm not sure I want to draft Brendan Miller, who might have murdered somebody.
2: I don't want to draft Grady Dick.
1: Just because of his name.
2: A
0: hundred percent.
2: Okay.
0: Are you just gonna call him G Dick all the,
1: the whole season?
2: And Dick goes up.
1: <laughs> Gray Dick goes up. That's
2: just worst. <laughs> <worth>. J Dick scores. <laughs>